Shall we give God a praise for Coco? That was excellent. That was very powerful. Oh, glory be to God in the high. I thank God for you. I thank God for you. I thank God for you. Oh, you make me proud. You make me proud. Born in the house, raised in the house. Yes. And doing what I do. Mm-hmm. And overtaking is allowed. <laughs> you shall do greater works in Jesus' name. Amen. Even as you have made yourself available at this time, you are in school, you should be doing your homework. <laughs> but you decided, as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Really, truly. May the Lord bless and prosper you. Amen. I am highly impressed. Yes, Amen. I heard you from the beginning. Mm. Yes, I am highly impressed. Mm. And may the face of the Lord shine upon you. Amen. May the face of the Lord shine upon you. Amen. I like it when people don't make excuse because you have exalted the name of the Lord. You could have said, oh, I can't do it. I have homework. You did it. Mm-hmm. And the Lord will never, ever forget you. Amen. And the Lord will never, ever have excuse for you. Amen. And the Lord will make impossibility possible in your life. Amen. Because I know you have a lot of work to do. <laughs> but you decided I would do it. Yes. For responding, may the Lord grant you uncommon favor. Amen. The favor that no man has seen since the days of the Bible. You will see it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you. So it's time for reflection, please. Who is ready to give us reflection from last week? Reflection from last week, please. Dr. Polly. Yes, please. I'll go first. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This blessing, so. <laughs> Some of these blessings that is upon your life. Mm-hmm. I need this kind of blessing mm-hmm. where I will always be available and able for God, that nothing will keep me in the realms of excuse. Mm-hmm. You trample upon snakes and scorpions, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, my love, my mm-hmm. cuckoo. So, from Tuesday's Bible study, he spoke on. Joseph's dream, but the what I've taken from the from Bible study is that obeisance obeisance means to submit, respect, and adore, and to and reign means to rule and to have authority. And one point that really stuck out to me that I would say I can relate to in this season is when when you said that when God is dealing with you, it will feel as if you are broken and you will have to go through different types of challenges. And the way you choose to go about it is either with God or without God. So it's like, um, I really have to, not only me, but we as children of God, we really have to focus and put 
whatever we go through or like our days, truly our days, whatever we do when we wake up from then on, where we have to put it in control of God and everything because we don't know how we're going to get through the day and we don't want to just go through the day like by our flesh. We want to go by the leading of the Holy Spirit. So it is very important in that whenever we do feel broken up or we do feel like low and everything that we truly put God continuously before us even through like what we go through and everything in life and also you spoke about an ungodly person and and sinners and you said that the un ungodly is a person that has an idea of the word, but it is difficult to submit to God's ways. And you also said that they are those, so the ungodly are those who also mock and tease you just for believing in God and following the word of God. And I think, and if I remember correctly, I've gotten into like something with um an ungodly person and everything, and it's just like it's truly like how they say how like how like us like Christians we're supposed to know more of the word when like when we're in those kind of moments and everything, but it's true that like they'll have a sense of the word, but they truly don't want to apply it or they truly don't want to have that connection with God okay. when they really okay. should. Okay, all right. And everything. So it's very, so, they, so I would say to me, it's not bad for them to like, they, to me, if they have an idea of the word, I, I would say like we as Christians, we have to continuously pray for them and everything because that's just like how we have like our enemies, right? We should love and we should love our enemies and pray for our enemies. And so therefore we should also pray for the ungodlies and, and the sinners. And you also said that the sinners, they are not willing to submit and they are not willing to respect those who take the response who take the responsibility to correct and to mold you into who God wants you to be. So like the sinners, right? They don't they they don't want to like truly give themselves unto God. And they're not willing to respect like those who like are like say in authority or those who are God's children and who are Christians who actually want to like help you to be more like Christ like they don't want to hear like the the word or like you speak about God and everything but at the end of the day like we just want to like help you help that person help that sinner who's fallen off the track or is off the track to get back into alignment with God's word and everything and one word or one thing that you also brought up to me that like it's kind of funny to me but it's so true but it's just the way that you said it you said if you complain check your life but I, what I added to it is that if you complain or do anything check your life so it's basically if you do anything that isn't that you're not supposed to do 
if you do anything without God, putting God before that situation or that person or that relationship or like, like whatever you do or that assignment, then you have to check yourself because what are you really putting before God? No, what are you really putting before yourself? Are you putting like God and the Holy Spirit before your day or you're just going about like that situation and dealing with it as like the flesh would or as the world would? So we really have to check and examine how we are going about lives, how we are going about our situations and whatever we go through so that we do not um so that we do not answer or respond the wrong way because at the end of the day it goes back to what we are learning we're learning about how to like have God's character and continuously have his character and like have him shine through us so we have to continuously submit ourselves to him to God so that we don't handle um our our situations or I would say in this case our exams in life and we just continuously pass them with the Holy Spirit and also you said another thing that stuck out to me is that you said that to not look at the numbers you said do not look at the numbers because Jesus only had 12 disciples so that stuck out to me because like for those who say want to start a club, those who want to start some form of fellowship that involves people coming together, we shouldn't just like say, oh God, like how come you didn't bring that amount of people and everything. At the end of the day, it shouldn't really matter like the amount of people, but it should be those who truly want like their heart posture to change. So like, that's just an eye opener to say like whatever, to so that like I could remember that whatever I start in this new area, in this new time of life that I don't look at the numbers and I just let God lead and guide those who are to come and to fellowship and everything. Um, and that's what I learned. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. All right. Can we have uh, a second reflection from last week, please? So, um, what I got from last week was, uh, you talk about, uh, you mentioned the word obedience. And you said um, it's very important, that word, because it meant honor. It meant uh, to rule. You said Joseph was going to be a ruler above uh, his brethren. And um, the dream that he had, other people such as Pharaoh and the butler, Pharaoh, the butler, and the baker had the dream to confirm the, uh, uh, the dream that Joseph had. Uh, sometimes parents eject their, their children from their own destiny. And as adults, we at times eject ourselves from our destiny where we become vagabond. Every aspect of duty that we perform in the church is a ministry. And every aspect of our body is a ministry. And that was very enlightening to me because um, I didn't see like you, I just mentioned the hair, 
is a ministry. The eye is a ministry, you know, of faith, you know, ministry, hand ministry. It was very enlightening to me. Um, you went back, you know, to the word of essence, where it means he was going to be a ruler. It meant to honor and to respect. Jo uh, Joseph had the dream that he shared with his brethren, his brothers, and uh, they understood the dream well. And uh, that's where jealousy set in. And he said, when we share our dreams, you know, sometimes, you know, we have dreams and we are not clear. You know, we don't know what the dreams are really meant. And we share uh, with others, you know, sometimes for help, but, you know, they know exactly what our dreams mean. And sometimes, you know, based on, you know, what we share with them regarding our dreams, they will use it to eject us from our destiny. So we have to be, you know, very careful of whom we share our dream with. Uh, like when we get dream, we need to uh, like pray over the dream to get understanding or, you know, share it with someone, you know, you know, like a leader or someone we could, you know, really trust, you know, that will, you know, give us the correct interpretation of the dream, you know, you know, without, you know, like jealousy or envy or, you know, where they will not try to railroad us from our destiny. Uh, sometimes the people we tell, as I said before, will eject us out of our destiny. Joseph brother tried to reverse his destiny. Uh, when God starts to break you, you will have a you will have different challenges in your lives, and um, you know that part kind of stood out to me because I I I feel like you know that's where I'm at right now, and it's not an easy road. But you know because you know I trust and believe in God, and I know that God is in it. It helped me to uh you know to press on, and then I have uh, leaders such as you, Doctor Pauline, you know, overcomers us like Reverend Peace, Reverend Althea. And, you know, other overcomers who have to pray me to and have to encourage me. So, you know, that helped me to press on. But I feel like, you know, this is where I'm at right now. You know, because God have a way of, you know, molding us, you know, uh, breaking us, as you said. Uh, because sometimes our behavior, our character and our attitude is not what he wants to use. And in order for us to be a vessel of honor, he has to really, you know, break us, you know, mold us. Um, he said, if we're not willing to take correction, we are not ready to broken. Uh, uh, if we're not willing to take correction, then we are not uh, ready to be broken. And you talk about the ungodly, that they know the word of God, but find it hard to obey. They know the word of God, but they're not willing to submit. They sit in the seat of this conflict, as you refer to um, Psalms 1, because they, you know, like the seat of this conflict is where they would mock us and they will laugh at us for just our faith or our belief, you know, like in God. Even though they know God, they will, you know, like ridicule the truth, you know. Sinners are conscious of the word of God, but it's not, but they're not ready to submit. You said before we complain, what you know you talk about um the meeting uh that you was in that you are you know in right now the program that you're in right now and you said you know like oftentimes you go and you hear people just complaining murmuring and complaining and there was a time when you stood out and you asked the question uh what is the most important thing um that was done in their life and that 
kind of got everyone's attention. It got my attention too. What is the most important thing that is done in my life? Another question that you asked was, what is the most important thing someone did for you? And, you know, that caused us to think. It's very thought-provoking because, you know, oftentimes, you know, in our culture, they will say people do 99% uh, of good for you and they do 1% bad. You never remember the, the good thing that they did. You only remember the 1% bad, you know, that stood out with them, you know. So uh, uh, you went on to say the promises that God gave to Rachel was manifested in Joseph. So sometimes when we get revelation, we get angry and bitter at the person who's sharing the revelation with us. Instead of asking them to pray for us or pray us through, you know, we get anger, angry and bitter. Some people, you know, even walk away from church because of that. Do, do we know who is praying for us is another question that you ask. Because sometimes we take other people's prayer for granted. And um, there are times that people, you know, is always standing in the gap for us. And, uh, you know, when revelation is shared, we disrespect them even sometimes without revelation. We just find every reason to like disrespect, you know, the people who are praying for us, not knowing that they're praying for us, you know. So we just have to be mindful of, you know, especially how we, uh, you know, like, you know, like how, like how, you know, we just have to be mindful of um, how we conduct ourselves, in other words, you know, who will receive, you asked another question, who will receive uh, our mantle? And it brought to uh, my attention, um, you know, you also mentioned it, Elijah and Elisha. Because when Elijah, Elisha wanted a double portion of uh, what Elijah had. And Elijah said, if he saw when he's going up, when he get taken up, then he will get it. And he did. And he received Elijah's mantle, you know. So you ask the question, who will receive our mantle? Um, and you, you know, you know, you ask the question in reference to even overcomers us, us as overcomers us, which of the youth in overcomers us, who will receive your mantle, you know, like after, you know, you depart this life or, you know, we the older ones depart this life. Uh, you refer to correction as um, the people who refuse to submit to correction. You said the word correction is a bastard. And, um, it means uh, SOB and it also means a son of the devil. Uh, that, is that revelation meant to prepare you? You know, it's a question that you ask, like when we get revelation, uh, is the revelation meant to prepare us? Uh, and are we willing, you know, to take what comes when we are, when we are being prepared? Uh, you use the scripture, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And sometimes when we are going through the valley of the shadow, you know, the Bible tells us not to fear no evil. But sometimes we let, you know, fear gripple us, you know, fear overtake us. And, you know, we become bitter and angry at times when we are going through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, even though the Lord tells us to fear no evil because he's with us. You know, if we know that God is with us, you know, then we should, you know, keep our mind focused on him because the word also said he will keep us in perfect peace if our mind is stayed on him. So he said, God has given us dominion. 
but we are not able to use the dominion because of jealousy at times of one another. Let us critically examine the word of God. We must be careful we don't allow physical number to destroy our destiny. We must come to a place where we understand dominion, prosperity, and increase. We must start saving souls instead of destroying souls. We must stop hating and, in, and discouraging people. We should stop comparing blessing with foolishness. Joseph's brothers were fighting the dominion God gave to them. The wisdom at large, in large is to save soul. What is our responsibility? And how do we stop the war in our families? Because uh, you mentioned that, um, you know, there's war going on in our family. So and, um, we might know of it, but some of our family member doesn't know of it. And uh, like, you know, like every time we pray to close a door, we have our family members that, you know, doing the opposite or doing stuff that will open doors in our life. So the war becomes a cycle where it just keeps going around, going around. But we have to come to that place where we want the war to stop. So this is where we have to uh, like reach out to our family. We have to pray for them. We have to, you know, like, you know, um, do more, you know, like share the word with them, share the truth with them so that they too could, you know, come to know Christ. They could come to the place where they will stop opening doors for us to get attacked, you know. Um, yeah, so that, you know, the war in our family, you know, will come to an end. And that is what I walk away with from last week's teaching. Amen. Amen. Shall we appreciate Sister Sarah, uh, Evangelist Sarah? Amen. Are Amen. people on the line? Amen. Do we have people on the line? How many people? One? Hey. Amen. Amen. All right, so we'll continue where we stopped last week. And now, um, so far we've been talking about the first dream recorded for Joseph. Now we are going to look at the second dream recorded for Joseph, but let's make our declaration. Welcome to the Garden of Wisdom for the Gathering of Wisdom Bible Study. The Garden of Wisdom is a place where we discover and dig out the knowledge that leads and directs us on the path of righteousness to fulfill our divine destiny. Please repeat after me. I am here in the Garden of Wisdom. I am here in the Garden of Wisdom. I'm here to gather wisdom. Gather wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To receive instruction. To receive instruction. Direction. Direction. And guidance. And guidance. According to the plan and purpose. According to the plan and purpose. That the Lord has predestined for my life. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it all in Jesus' name. I receive it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we will continue where we stopped last week. 
And uh, we are looking at Genesis 37, verse 9. It reads, And he dreamed yet another dream. And he dreamed yet another dream. And he dreamed yet another dream. And told it his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more, more. So this is to say that Joseph did not dream only two dreams, but these two dreams were very, very crucial. So they were recorded. And he dreamed yet another dream, yet another dream. That means this is not the second dream. This is not the third, this is not the fourth. There are a series of dreams that Joseph had dreamed. And told his brethren and said, behold, I have dreamed a dream more. That means it's more than one, it's more than two. Which means every day, every night, Joseph is dreaming. And behold, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars made obeisance to me. In the previous uh, weeks, I have explained the fact that when God is speaking, he speaks in diverse ways. He speaks through various avenues. And uh, we cannot limit the hand of God or the plan and purpose of God by only looking at one direction. God speaks through vision, open eye vision, closed eye vision. He speaks through other people who will also confirm that they have received what we have received. In modern times, God will speak through some social media, not all, will speak through television, radio, uh, newspaper, magazine, uh, billboards, uh, so many ways God speaks. And I have heard, I personally heard a lot of testimonies of people who prayed and set fleas. Oh, to set fleas means that you, you, you set up uh, a, a kind of uh, some, 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 some things that God, for instance, if you say, God, if it's you, let it rain. That is a fleece. Lord, if it's you, let my dad call me today. If every day my dad calls me and I use the calling for my dad as a fleece, that is not a fleece that will you because it's a normal thing so usually like like um uh, uh gideon did gideon set a fleece with an uncommon event is an uncommon event with an uncommon event and he said if indeed you are the one who sent the angel to me you are the one who is asking me to do this let's the dew fall on the left-hand side and don't let it fall on the right-hand side. I put this here 
let the dew cover the side, don't let it cover the side. You see, that's an uncommon thing, you know? Uh, and that is where you see the powerful hand of God. That is where you see that God hears and God answers. So a fleece is an uncommon event that you want God to use to speak to you, all right? Um, I have a friend, she gave a testimony of how she got married. She said this guy kept coming to him, uh, to her. This guy kept coming to her and she wasn't sure if it's of God or not. So the girl said, Lord, let him write a letter and start the letter with this sentence and also use the scripture, something like that. I can't remember everything in scripts over 40 years ago. And uh, truly, the man wrote the letter and her specification was what was in the letter. And also how she specified that she would receive the letter. So it came. And it was very, very surprising because she wrote down what she wanted. And uh, eventually that was what happened. So she had no choice to say, God, you did not speak to me. God spoke more than, more than what she expected to her. So to set a fleece means to ask the Lord to prove that he's the one that is doing something or he's the one that is sending you by doing something unusual for you, something uncommon, something that uh, people wouldn't do. Okay, so it's more of pulling the hand of God to perform an uncommon miracle that proves that he is the Lord that is instructing, that is directing, that is asking you to do such and such a thing. So in the case of um, Joseph, Joseph was very young. He was a teenage, like we have uh, uh, Vivian, a teenager in our midst who have been doing very well. And we have Angelique, a teenage in our midst who has also been doing extremely well. So if I want to set a freezer guard, is there gonna be people in Obakame's house that will carry the dream that you have given me for the ministry? And uh, if the Lord now starts using Angelique, because I didn't tell Angelique to come online and pray today, but Angelique came online, Angelique prayed. You will not understand why I will shower so much blessing upon Angelique when Angelique is not the only person that prays on the line. The day Vivian also did something like that, that was way back in, uh, I think, February. It was the same way I blessed her because she challenged me. And that made me see that overcomers house will leave 
will live beyond the ordinary. When you see people that you don't have to force and beg to perform, to do certain duties on the line, when you don't have to you know, be hearing excuses from people, a lot of times it's so pathetic that you are practically begging people to come on the line. You are practically begging people to lead prayer. And I ask, if we have to beg people to lead prayer, how can I plead their case before God? You know, there are sacrifices that you make. Sacrifices. Sacrifice means it's not pleasant. It is not something that you are available to do. Sacrifices means that you are stretching yourself beyond the ordinary to do what you have been asked to do, what you are requested to do. Like everybody is in a, is in a group. Every month, somebody, we have four or five times in a week that people have to perform duty. Somebody needs to lead prayer on Monday night. Two people can lead the prayer on Monday nights. One could do the first protocol, the other do the second protocol. On Tuesday, like today, somebody needs to do the protocol. Two people can do the protocol. 15 minutes, 15 minutes. When we are fasting, we need people to do three, three part protocols. And then on Friday, which is our night of family deliverance night. We shouldn't be begging people because you're gonna pray for your family. Everybody should be very, very zealous, willing to say, I am willing and even call your group leader because we are all in a group and every group is supposed to perform, but you won't find anybody to perform. Everybody has an excuse, but they are in their homes. Some are sleeping. I don't say you should not sleep. Some are busy doing things that, you know, is not quite necessary. You are giving God a sacrifice, a fight of your time. Anything could happen to you in the next five minutes and you'll be regretting, you know? You'll be regretting. May it never be too late for you. I read a story, I've been reading stories of people who wrote certain songs, you know, and uh, who are Horace wrote the song, It Is Well With My Soul. Horace was a Christian, the most brilliant lawyer, lawyers in his days. And uh, he worked and it was time to go on vacation. In the midst of preparing to go for vacation, Horace lost the first son. And uh, it was so bitter, so anguish. And he said, look, the family is, 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 is grieving. So Horace sent his wife and his two daughters to England. Then he was, he was in Chicago to go and spend some time away so that the grief in the family could die down. Now, on their way back from England, he received a telegram. The two daughters also died. The wife called. In those days, it was telegraph. They have lost two daughters again, making three. Horace did not curse God. 
we are talking of Abraham, we are talking of Joseph, we are talking of his brothers, and we are talking of his direct parents. He dreamed yet another dream. Why is God revealing so much dreams to Joseph? And those dreams were attracting hatred, envy, jealousy, strife, confusion, bitterness, Horace, a prominent lawyer and a dedicated Christian. The fact that you're a Christian doesn't mean you're not coming to trial. You're not coming to challenges. The fact that God gave the promise to Abraham, that does not mean that Abraham will not face challenges. Abraham faced challenges. Isaac faced it. Anytime Abraham dug a well, people will come and fight him. They will be jealous because his well was prosperous. And Abraham will leave it and go and dig another well. When it came to his son Isaac, the same well, they came and fought it. When it came to Jacob, the same well, they fought it. And today it's called Jacob's well. And that was the well where Jesus met the Samaritan woman. That well, the well of contention, the well of jealousy, the well of argument, the well of war, they went to war over that well. Many years later, Jesus will meet the Samaritan woman at the well. Are you understanding Joseph's many dreams? And Jesus said to the woman, give me water to drink. And the woman said, you Jewish people will not, will not drink water from a Samaritan. Now that takes us into another level. Who is a Samaritan? Who are the Jewish people? The Jewish people are the Samaritan people are the same family, the 12 tribes of Israel. But listen very carefully. That is why we have to be very careful of how we hate ourselves, how we are jealous and envious. Because if we don't forgive, we don't know the seed of this God we are planting for many generations to come. Now, the Samaritans were the 12 out of the 12th tribe of Israel. The Samaritans were the northern kingdom that broke away because of the misbehavior of Rehoboam and the disagreement between Rehoboam and Jeroboam. Israel was 12 tribes. The southern kingdom and the northern kingdom. When Solomon misbehaved, the Lord declared a curse over Solomon for his misbehavior. And that misbehavior started with David. David misbehaved and he repented. On Sunday, I said something. I said, Ananias and Sapphira were punished instantly because they were leaders. They were ministers of God. So when they misbehaved, 
They needed to be punished instantly so that their misbehavior will not become a precedence that everybody will start copying the house of the Lord. That is why when a leader misbehaves, the punishment of the leader is heavier than an ordinary member. So when David misbehaved, the Lord decided that mm -hmm. he would not kill David because of the promise that he, God, has given to Abraham, but that he's going to use that as a precedence of punishment in the family of David. And Solomon also misbehaved. He was just marrying any woman out there, sleeping with any woman out there. And so his punishments came upon Rehoboam. So when, it was, when Rehoboam was made king, the people of the Northern Kingdom, as part of the manifestation of his misbehavior, starting with David through Solomon and now Jero uh, Rehoboam misbehaving. So that became a heated argument between Rehoboam and Jeroboam. So Jeroboam led the Northern Kingdom, the 10 tribes of Israel to break away to rebel against the king Rehoboam and they separated themselves from Israel. So the Northern Kingdom became Samaria and the Southern Kingdom became Judah, the Jewish people. So Samaria, the 10 tribes became Samaritans and they are still the people tormenting Israel of today, and they are now known as Palestinians, Palestinians, and most of them have become, uh, they have joined other religious groups. They have become Muslims and uh, all kinds of uh, Kabbalah and all kinds of things. You see, the same children of, of, of Abraham that the Lord promised because of hatred, because they will not make peace, because of unforgiveness. Today, they are not part of the Jewish race. They are not classified as children of Abraham, though they fight, and Jesus told them that you call yourself children of Abraham, but you are not behaving like Abraham. You are not behaving in the culture of Abraham. What is the culture of Abraham? The culture of Abraham is the, 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 the commandment that the Lord gave to Moses and said, write it down. Let them bound this at the, uh, on their, around their neck and keep it at the faucet of their eyes like glasses, spectacle, reading glasses, and write it on the breastplate of your heart and hang it at the doorpost of your, of your house. Okay? So that is a culture. 
Christianity is the laws of God, as we've been studying in Sunday school, that the laws of God, do you want to be like God? How do you be like God? Do you want to be like Jesus? How would you be like Jesus? We are not ready to be like Jesus, but we are always cursing ourselves when we disobey the first commandment that says, thou shalt not call upon the name of the Lord thy God in vain, and thou shalt not swear with the name of the Lord. And every now and then we go, Holy Ghost told me, the Lord told me. Meanwhile, you are not able to keep the command. You are not able to walk in the command. You are, you are not ready to repent, to change your ways. You are not ready to forgive and let go. So here, the Samaritans stop going to the temple in, 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 in the southern kingdom, in Jerusalem. They were no longer going to the temple. That's why sometimes when people are rebelling, we don't see them in church anymore, okay? Like the Samaritans, they don't come to church anymore. And they will say, God told me not to come. But the actual thing is that they are calling upon the name of the Lord, our God, in vain. They are using the name of the Lord to lie. So the Samaritans, separated themselves, they were no longer coming to Judah, Jerusalem to worship. So that is why we have the Samaritans and we have the Jewish people. But today, the Samaritans have been classified as the uh, Palestinians. You don't have Samaritans anymore. They become Palestinians. They are fighting the Jewish people. That is why there is always war. And they have joined other religious groups. May our children not backslide in Jesus' name. May they not go away from, from the Christ they have confessed in Jesus' name. So the Lord kept revealing this to Joseph that, hey, although I gave the promises, I am revealing to you what is about to happen. Hatred, bitterness, anguish, unforgiveness is going to come into, your, into the family. But hold the word of God strongly and make sure the word of God does not depart from you day or night. Blessed is the man that walks not in the council of the godly. So when we now decide to meditate on the word of God day and night, then the Lord will keep revealing, revealing, revealing. What do we do with the revelation of the Lord that we receive? When we tell the revelations to people who don't understand, they will persecute us. They will hate us. They will separate from us. They will no longer talk to us because he told them what the Lord has showed us. Because we told them how the Lord would deal with sin. And they become angry and they don't want to have anything to do with us anymore. And that is what was happening in the time of Joseph. And Joseph dreamt another dream, another yet another dream, okay? And told it to his brethren and said, behold, I have dreamed a dream more. 
The Lord keeps showing Joseph. I remember, you know, people will ask me, how are you able to write this book? Like today, some people were asking me, how are you able to write book like this? How long does it take you? I said, as long as I am listening to the commandments of God, the Lord dictates it and I write it. I don't just cook it. If the Lord is not speaking, I can't. And if I don't pay attention to him, I will not hear it. If I don't stay in his presence, I will not hear it. When I stay in his presence and he gives me instruction, you know, I, I, I just came back from my program, very tired. And uh, I said, let me take, I only have about 20 minutes. And I said, let me take about 15 minutes rest to come on the Zoom. Of course, I was having phone calls that I couldn't reject. So I, you know, as soon as I closed my eyes, the 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 uh, alarm went off. I said, oh God, what will I do? What should I do? You know, and I heard the Lord speak to me and say, teach and explain this. All right, he said, don't go into too many things. Just explain this. Yes, the more. Explain yes, the more. Why didn't he say, oh, you need 10 chapters and 20 scriptures? No. He knows I'm tired. He knows I'm willing. I didn't make excuses and say, oh, God, I'm tired. I can't do it. No. I said, Lord, how am I going to handle it? Because I'm tired. What should I do? Strengthen me, motivate me. And he gave me just this phrase. He dreamed yet another dream. And he says, explain yet the more. Yet the more. Yet the more. You see, the Lord reveals to us to check our ways. He reveals to correct us. He reveals to guide us. He doesn't reveal for us to become bitter against one another, to fight against one another, to suppress and oppress, just like his brothers did. So the Samaritans were part of the original children of Abraham, but because they became stubborn, you see, Rehoboam was doing a wrong thing. Instead of them to go before God and cry and say, God, the new king, is being stubborn. The new king is not ruling right. The new king is not doing what you God have promised us. Instead of saying that, they decided to separate. They decided to go their own way. They decided to rebel. And at the time, they were just going to war. The northern kingdom and the southern kingdom were always at war. All and not today. The war has not ended. How do we end the war in our family? When we are Christians and we are fighting ourselves and even in the church, this one don't want to see this one. That one don't want to see that one. It's not only in our common house, in various places, everywhere we call church, we are having the Samaritans and the Jewish people and the Palestinians fighting the Syrians are cousins of the Israelites. The Lebanese are cousins 
of Israel, Laban. The Lebanese are the family of Laban. And that was the, the, the uncle that Jacob stayed with. Are you understanding Bible? Okay. The Lebanese and the Syrians were one family, but today they are two different countries. And then Jordan. Hey, listen. You see, as for Lord family, they have been erased from the earth. They have been swallowed up by other nations, erased. So there are people that whose family will never be heard again. They will not be on the map. That is why we those who say we are Christians, we need to be very careful. Hatred, bitterness. Yesterday, I showed you a tree. Somebody ate purple and threw the seed of purple on cement. And the purple became a big tree, taller than the houses around. They were seeing it, but their mind was not in it. And that is how sin grows up in our life and becomes generational iniquity. And when the generational iniquity is not treated, it becomes generational curse. And then after a while, it becomes ancestral curse because nobody is paying attention to forgiveness. Nobody is paying attention to forgiveness. Nobody is paying attention to repentance. So tonight, from just this phrase, he dreamed yet another dream. And told it to his brethren and said, behold, I have dreamed a dream more. More dreams are coming. What are the dreams about? The Lord is warning them. Don't make enemies out of your family. Don't make enemies out of the church. Don't make enemies out of intercessory group. Don't make enemies out of the choir. Don't make enemies out of your marriage. Don't make enemies out of your in-laws. Settle it. Blessed is a man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Who is advising you? Who is influencing your life? Who tells you what to do and what not to do? So you can see the purple tree became a huge tree taller than the whole, the, all the houses in the environment. That is how sin becomes taller than we, and then we can control it again. And you can see the, the, the many fruits on that tree, many fruits. So instead of bearing fruits of righteousness, some people are bearing fruits of bitterness, fruits of anger. When you go and sleep, all the dreams you are having is about how to destroy, how to kill, how to disgrace, how to embarrass your brother or sister, how to frustrate somebody. No, we got to be careful. He dreamed yet another dream. The Lord shows us. And when the Lord shows us, what do we do with the revelation? 
when we have a revelation and we don't understand, we got to fast, we got to pray and say, God, show me what's this revelation about? What's your purpose for this revelation? What do you want me to do? And a lot of times the revelation is pointed to ourselves, but we keep seeing somebody else. And may the Lord help us and forgive us. So when you keep having pattern, check your revelation. They are pattern of repetition. That is talking about you, your family, your life, your marriage. Revealing inconsistency. Revealing bitterness. Revealing anger. Revealing confusion. Revealing separation, revealing how you have opened the doors and the windows of the family and you have invited the enemy to come and rule over the family. As in uh, 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 Genesis chapter four, verse, the, verse, the verse four to eight, the Lord came, came, came to uh, 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 Cain and say, Cain, Satan is standing at your door. Rule over him. Anger is standing at your door. Rule over, over it. Rule over it. Even when he was planning evil to kill his brother, God still spoke to him. Mm -hmm. The Lord spoke to Cain. This is the evil that you are planning. Please stop it. Instead, he went ahead and did it. And then when he did it, what happened? The Lord still came back to him and said, why have you killed your brother? And he was rude again. Am I my brother's keeper? And what happened? Seven times the demons that pushed him to do that evil started tormenting him. And he became a vagabond running from place to place running from place to place. And then he went to God and cried again, oh Lord, please put a mark on me so that nobody will kill me. Put a mark on me so that nobody will kill me. So tonight, I want us to realize that some of the revelations we are having is a warning to repent is a warning to change, is a warning to stop accusations, to stop lying, to stop being bitter, being angry. You know, the Lord revealed something to me, which was a warning to me and to the ministry. And I told God, I'm going to kneel down people who are bitter against me for nothing because I corrected them. They are bitter against me. And some of them were praying to destroy me in various places. They were praying against me. When the Lord showed me the bitterness in some people's hearts, the anger towards me, the arrows they were throwing against me. I said, Lord, Wherever I go, I will always 
plead forgiveness. And I have been doing it. Everywhere I go, wherever I stand, I make sure I ask forgiveness. And I knelt down before overcomers. And I pleaded that if I have offended anybody, please come and talk to me and let's make peace. I don't want phone talking because I don't know who is at the background. I don't know who is influencing you at the background. Though people may mock me for asking forgiveness, listen, I am cleansing myself so that the Lord will bless me with long life, good health, and prosperity. So if I ask you for forgiveness, don't boast with it because you don't know the repercussion. If, you, if I have not done anything and you think you, 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 are, you are being uh, great when I ask for forgiveness, you better repent. If I ask you for forgiveness of what I have not done, you better repent because it's not an easy thing. Because the Bible says, talk not anointed. You could be the anointed person. And do my prophet no harm. You could be that prophet. You could be the anointed man of God or a woman of God. So if I mistakenly touch you, I will also face the repercussion. And if you also mistakenly touch me, I will also, you will also face the repercussion because we are dealing with forgiveness. Let forgiveness be genuine. Let it come from the depth of your heart and be serious about it because God sees the heart of everybody. And during this season, during this season, the time is so dangerous that we should be careful of pride. Pride is going to destroy a lot of people. Sometimes as soon as people see a little, a little progress, they think they have arrived. Hey, pride goes before destruction. Because the uh, 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 Leah's children think, oh, we are better, we are bigger, oh, we are more in number. So they hated Joseph. They don't know that they were playing with their destiny. Today, look at it. We have the Samaritans and the Jews, and the war has not finished. They are still fighting. And half of them have become another religious group. Half of them are following other religions. So I want us to be very, very careful to learn repentance, change our ways, to learn to forgive and let go so that we don't encounter the danger, the danger of unforgiveness, the danger of bitterness, the danger of pain. So when I'm asking people for forgiveness, don't think I'm a fool. I am preserving my life. I'm preserving my destiny. I am preserving the call of God upon my life. Even if a three-year-old come to me and say, you have offended me. Look, I don't care. 
I don't care how old that child is. I will kneel down and say, please forgive me because I don't want to miss heaven. I don't want to miss heaven. In one day, or let me even put it better, in one week, in one week, I had so many deaths around and I want you to be careful. Don't take anything for granted, repent. And Joseph dreamed the more. Why is God speaking? Why are we on this teaching line? Why are we still talking about forgiveness? Please, everybody bow down your head and pray for yourself. Whatever revelation you are still receiving day and night, whatever revelation is coming to you repeatedly day and night, ask the Lord, what are you saying? Show it to me in scripture. Who should I speak to? Who will help me? Who will guide me? Who will lead me? Who will help me so that I will not repeat this error again? When I have to lead prayer, should I make excuses and dodge? When I have to, when I have to, I have to sweep the house of the Lord. Should I make excuses and dodge? My dress is too beautiful for cleaning the house of the Lord. I don't have time. Let the church pay somebody to do it. Hello. We have a whole lot of repentance to make. Father, at this very moment, we are before your throne to repent. We are not just learning, but we are asking for wisdom to change our ways, to purify our hearts, our minds. Forgive us our sins, O oh God, and enable us to forgive those who offend us at any point. That every dream, every revelation that you have been given to us repeatedly will not be rolled away, will not be thrown away, will not be despised and disrespected, but enable us to make use of those wisdom, even on those gathering of wisdom that we come into your garden together. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Are there people Amen. on this line? Amen. We have one person. Amen. Any question? Dr. Colin, I have a question. Yes, please go on. My question is, when you talked about um, the person who who you was um, giving correction and they got um, bitter, um, can um, can those people be described like as baby Christians because they can't take in um, food that's solid yet? Can you describe them like like that? Oh, what a beautiful question. Let me put it this way. Sometimes you will say they are baby Christian because they have refused to grow. 
Yes, sometimes they are baby Christian because it is not how many years you have been in church that makes you a Christian. And it is not uh, 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 the, the title you bear that makes you a mature Christian. So some of them are still babies. They don't want to grow. So you are correct. They are baby Christian. They don't want to grow. They are still where they are. They want what they want and not what the word of God is asking them to do. So you are correct. Have I answered your question? Yes, you have. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Any other question, please? Okay, no question. Can I have one or two reflection? Everyone. Yes, please. I'll go. I'll do my reflection. All right. Thank you. Go on. So what I learned is that a fleece is an uncommon event where you want God to that you want God to use to speak to you. And this so when this happens, it is also rare from like when God like communicates to us when we understand how he actually talks to us. And like, so we would use a piece like say when we truly need like say or truly want God to show himself or like just to like have security or reassurance that like God is still there. That's why like certain people like they say like, oh God, if you're if you are truly for me, then let this person like show up to me at so and so time. And you know when it comes to those kind of things, um God takes it to heart because he'll actually show up for you. Um, the example that I just use, it goes back to me, it goes back to like VBS where we learned about Cornelius because like God was praying to God, no, Cornelius was praying to God around three o'clock and then, and then while some, while God reached out to another one of his vessels and said, you guys need to meet around so-and-so time. So it's, it just goes back to how God is like, you will say things and you'll just say it to say it, but God really takes those things into heart and he takes them into play. And so also I learned about sacrifices and sacrifices is when you are basically stretching yourself to do something that you are called to do. So for we as Christians, right? just as how Christ, he, he left physically, but his Holy Spirit is in us. So we have, our assignment is to go out there and make more disciples, is to tell others that Jesus left you and to encourage them that, you know, there is a God, that you don't have to be in these worldly entities because they won't secure your space and your destiny and everything. So it's basically we, those who truly want to be like used and used by God in like our environment, we're truly stretching ourselves because we may, some of us are like, say those kind of persons that are not 
um, social and anytime it comes to that moment where like, Lord, help me because we don't want to say the right things. So we have to really like strip ourselves for God so that we could accomplish and fulfill the assignment that he has given to us or that we have to do and everything. And also one thing, a few things that you mentioned that were, that is interesting to me is how you said the Jewish and the Samaritans are the same family within the 12 tribes. And also how um, the Samaritans are like the, in the Northern kingdom and like how they broke away and how Israel is like the Southern tribes and everything. And one thing that you brought up to me that I still like keep close to me is that Christianity is it involves the laws of God and also it laws are rules. And so we have to follow those rules within Christianity. And also one thing that I also keep to heart is that Christianity is a university because just the, it goes back to making sacrifices. When it comes to your assignments at school, you have to make a, a sacrifices on how much time you are going to spend and everything. So, and what you are going to do afterwards. So Christianity, it really expands like your, your mindset, especially when you start to apply it in life, it really makes a difference. And another thing that you mentioned is that when we meditate and read the word day and night, so when we spend time in God's word and just take time to get to know God for ourselves, he will continuously reveal himself onto us. So that with that, it involves us asking God, like, how are you doing? Many times, like when it comes to prayers, and everything, we just use it as a venting session when it's actually a true time to commute with God, to commune with him and everything. So we really have to like ask him how he's doing. And then it, once he sees that our heart is open and that we are open to hear what he has to say, then he will um, reveal unto us what is going on or how he feels and everything and what we should prepare for. And also the Lord reveals to correct us. And it goes back to how in the word it says he loves those who, he corrects those who he loves. And just as we are his children, we are his vessels, we're his handmaid. And he, if he didn't love us, he wouldn't correct us. And so that goes back to the role of a father because a father wouldn't, he would, he would correct you because you need to know the right thing. A father, if a father didn't love you, he wouldn't correct you and he would just let you fall down and like cry and so on. So, but it's because God loves us. That's why he corrects us. And also one thing that um, continues to initiate my fire, especially in this time and season is that you said that when Gener when generational iniquity is not prayed upon, it can turn into generational curses. And I say like when I'm then by like, oh, it, it initiates the fire in me because it's like you have to truly go before God and like ask him to like um, 
deal with like your family matters, especially when you want to see a difference, a change in your family, in your bloodline, and especially in your generation. You don't want to go through what your mothers, mothers, and like your grandfathers went through when you should living in like the abundance and the blessings of it and everything. So it's very important that we stay prayed up and especially we as young children, like the youth and everything. We, um, and I think the last point that I'll stick onto is that we have to pay more attention to repentance. And when we go before God with re repentance, let's just, we need to be more true and sincere when going before God, because you don't want to just say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. You're saying it with your mouth, but are you really saying it like truly? Because at the end of the day, we all have, we're all running a race and everything. And we're all, we all want to get to heaven. So it's like, if we don't mean, like, if we don't mean what we are saying, then how is God truly going to change? How are we going to change for the better? And so that we can, so that we don't miss our promised land and everything. So that's what I learned. Oh, cool, cool. Everybody just praise the Lord for the food. Yeah. Yes, yes. I can see so many people are just, their pictures are online, but they are not there. So they're not responding. Okay. Do I have a second reflection for tonight? Wow, um, I would like to go next. <laughs> wow, they like you did really. That was really amazing. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. it yeah. made me question if I should even go because that was like it summed up a lot of things and a lot of it was so clear and also just adding more and I don't know. It was just really amazing. Um, thank you, Angelique, for that ref your reflection. Um. So what I learned today from the Garden of Wisdom, um, first was the, um, I learned that um, Joseph, Joseph dreamed a lot of, um, dreamed a lot every day and every night Joseph was dreaming. So that means just cause the Bible doesn't, you know, give us all the dreams he dreamed, doesn't mean those dreams that are in the Bible are the only dreams that Joseph dreamed to shape his future to shape what you know he became it was a lot of dreams that he dreamed of that we don't even know of that's why um and we went through genesis 37 verse 9 and said soon joseph had another dream and again he told his brothers so it shows that he had more dreams than than what um than what we have in the bible i also learned today that God speaks from visions and also he can speak from people who have confirmed that who have confirmed what you have what they have seen to you like God can God can does not only speak in one way but he speaks through visions um dreams also through people and it'll be very clear when um it's actually God speaking or it's actually the, the devil's plan um, also, I learned that Gideon asked God to do um, uncommon things. Um, Dr. Fallen was talking about, Dr. Fallen, can I ask you a question? Please. 
Um, you said that what what Gideon was doing was acting, uh, was doing a fizz. I didn't is, get it what, is it a fizz? You're saying something about like how he was asking God to do uncommon things. Was it called a fizz? Oh, fleece. A fleece. Yeah. F L E E C E. Fleece. E E C E. Yes. So, um, Gideon, thank you so much, Dr. Fallen. So, Joseph, thank you so much, Dr. Fallen. So Joseph um used the form of um please to um ask God to do uncommon things, not in a way. That's why like when Doctor Pauline was talking about it, I was looking at it in the form of text testing God, like you know, challenging God. But no, that's why Doctor Pauline used a whole different term, please, which I never even knew of, um, to show that he was actually doing the right thing, um. Not testing, they're not testing God in a bad way or challenging God, but trying to find out something if this was from God or not from God. Um, so um, fleecing is a good way to ask God for something. And as um, Angelique was saying, you have to, it has to come from your heart. You know, it can't just come from your mouth, but inside you don't believe it. Um, I also learned today that um, about the um, about the Jews and the Samaritans that they're a part of one one community. It's just they just that decided to go against the way of the Lord and decided to do their own things, like brothers and brothers and sisters who argue and you know it's either they settle that that situation they're going through or they don't talk to each other anymore, or family members who just decide to split and not talk to each other anymore. So that's like the same thing that happened to the Jews and the Samaritans. Um, I also learned today that like David's misbehavior um, went on from generation to generation from him, from David to then Solomon and from Solomon to um, Robin, 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 I can't say it. I can't say. It. I can say it. You can say it. Yes. <laughs> you don't know the word, but you can say it. <laughs> yes, it went on. Um, more to um, it just kept on going. It didn't come in the same form but it came in different forms. That means, you know, gen through generations to generation, like think if sin is sin, like something will still go on. So that's why I have to be watchful for bitterness and anger and unforgiveness. And also um, I learned today that some people like we, Christian, some people like call themselves children of Abraham, but do they act like children of Abraham? Do they have the ways of God? Are they obedient like Abraham? Um, so we have to watch out for that in our lives, that we speak things with, with our mouths, but, uh, but is our action showing the things we're speaking? Are we just speaking to uh, speak? Because that's um, the Bible says that it's a sin to speak, like I'm going to do something and not do it. It may be sin as a little thing, 
but it's a huge thing to God. You have not sinned against only your brother, but you have sinned against God. Um, also, I learned today um, that we can ask God, like Dr. Fun was telling us, we can ask God for, um, for like, you know, like a fleece. You can ask God to do something, to show you something. Also, like, we can ask God to, for wisdom, like, um, like James talks about, we can ask God for wisdom and God will not rebuke you for asking. And I can relate that with my life because sometimes I feel like when people ask me questions on my siblings, I rebuke them instead of willing to, you know, listen to them. But God is not like me. God is um, patient. God is kind. God is all knowing. And God is not intimidated by our little questions or big questions that we may have. So that's what I took from the God of no wisdom. Thank you, Dr. Paulin. Thank you, thank you. Shall we all appreciate uh, Sister Vivian? All right, okay. So, before we go tonight, um, do you have your water ready? Yes. Are there people on this yes. line? Yes, yes. yes. we're online, but we're muted at times, so that's why we... Pardon? No, so we online, but we have to unmute ourselves to answer. Okay. So everybody, unmute yourself then. We have a, we have a water. Okay. So practically, I have only one person active. So, I have one. Hey, Dr. Pauline. Four, five. <laughs> Six. What about the others? I have my water. How about the others? I have mine. I have mine. Okay. Um, Dr. Pauline, can I just remind everyone something that um usually when you come on the prayer line, you come on and it's muted because it's a recorded program um so whenever time a question is asked in order for them to hear you you have to unmute yourself so it's not a deliberate act to keep you out but it's just to keep things under control okay all right thank you for that announcement. okay all right so everybody do you have your water yes that's Okay, now this month we are praying against all manner of sicknesses, diseases, and premature death. And we have asked everybody to always bring water with you. You know, I am not where you are, so you can say I gave you the water. You know how you get your water. We are using the water as a point of contact because when God was creating, the Holy Spirit was moving on the face of the water. Another thing is that uh, water is used for cleansing according to the word of God. And Jesus also sometimes will ask people to go and wash themselves in water. And uh, we are using water as a point of contact. 
So the water is not the healing. The water is not the Holy Spirit, but the water is an element that represents the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Something came to my attention that when we are doing this kind of uh, fast, we have to have a token. And so a token is a token of sacrifice. When you want God to do something for you, it is not all the time that we ask for sacrifice, but with this, because we are praying against the enemy, we need to have a point of contact. We need to stand on something to make, to make petition because we are doing family prayer and we are praying for every member of our family. So for adults, your sacrifice is $100 or more. For youth, your sacrifice is $60 or more. Now, let me say this. We are not buying gold. It is a sacrifice for healing against premature death, against sicknesses, against all manner of attack. So I will encourage each and everyone. Please, if you can't do it, don't memo, don't complain. If you have questions to ask, please ask questions. Overcomers House, we ask questions. We encourage people to ask questions. If you cannot say it, you can test it. But don't complain, don't memo. Complaining and memoring are elements of witchcraft. So if you start complaining, oh, why is Dr. Pauline asking for this money? I beg you. It is sacrifice. It is the word of God. We are making sacrifice and we need a point of connection, a point of contact to plead your case, whether known or unknown. If you don't understand, feel free to ask questions. If you can say it, you can test it, we'll answer you. But don't remember, don't complain. If you can't do it, leave it alone. I am not forcing anybody. I received it and I'm giving it to you as I received it. I wanted to query and I realized that, uh-uh, I didn't think about it. If I had thought about it from the first day we started the fast, I would have told you, but I didn't think about it. I was making intercession and petition. And I saw it. So, 
That is all I have to say. Thank you very much. All right. If you don't understand, just yes, we have a platform. You can ask a question on the platform or send your question to Reverend Afia and you receive an answer. Okay? Yes. Amen. 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 Okay. So we are we are not on, on Wednesday and Thursdays because you know some people are in school, some people are working. We just finished a 21-day fast. We are back here on Friday night. Amen. 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 When wow. should you send it in? Just make sure you send it in before the end of the month. Because I am mm -hmm. going to take all the petition into another three days fast that I am going to do with some of the leaders. We are going to stand before God and make petition for you. So make sure we get it before the end of the month. Okay. Oh. If you are having challenges, just let us know. Because at the beginning of the month, I am going into hiding to go and do this prayer, to go and make sure that I take your petition before the Lord with your token. Amen. 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 Dr. Pauline. Yes, please. Dr. Pauline. Um, yes, ma'am. Um, I think when I come back to church again, it's the beginning of the other month, but I, I have mine. So then can I give it when I come back to church or? Uh, make arrangement with Reverend Athia, please. Okay. Yeah, just yeah. let her know. Yeah. Yes, Dr. Because Bobby. everybody, <laughs> I just, send, just call me when you're ready with it. <laughs> Dr. Katan, is everything okay? It was my father coughing. I didn't realize I was not muted. Okay, all right. Okay. All right, okay, it's all right. Okay, so uh, however you want to give it, if you are giving it through PayPal or uh, directly or whatever, just let Reverend Athia know because she's going to compile the list for me to go uh, for me to go to, to prayer with, with, with your petition. And if you have any special requests, you can also send it to her. So she puts everything together for me because the first week of the month, I am going into hiding. I'm going to present your petition. Amen. 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 All right. Okay, shall we share? Shall everybody just hold your water? Hold your water. Make declaration into your water. Make declaration. What are you expecting the Lord to do for you and your family? And make a declaration that every war in your life and your family will come to an end. The war in Joseph's family must come to an end. The war between brothers and sisters must come to an end. The war in your marriage must come to an end. The war within and around of our Kamehameha's house must come to an end. The war on our jobs, in our finances, in our businesses must come to an end. In our academic endeavors must come to an end. 
direct or indirect wars must come to an end. Father God, we thank you and we bless you that we are using this water as a point of contact to bring to an end all manner of wars in our lives and environment. That's any kind of war that we have started directly or indirectly will come to an end. That no war will go on forever as it is in the life of the children of Israel. That the children of Leah and the children of Jake, uh, of, of Rachel have been fighting and fighting for many generations for many years. Jesus came to release us from that war. He died on the cross and shed his blood to release us from that war. Father, help us to end the wars in our family. Help us to end the war in our environment. Help us to end the war of confusion. Father, as we drink this water of healing, let our lives be healed. Let our relationships be healed. And let your name be glorified in every aspect of our lives. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Enable us to appreciate what you are doing for us because you reveal to redeem. The world shall come to an end. The world shall come to an end. May I hear amen? Amen. The world shall come to an end. Let's share the grace together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God, mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord. I'll see you online on Friday. Amen. 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 Good night, everyone. Good night. 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 Good night.